There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hour two of this snowy, luring Julia broadcast. You know, uh, to start hour one, I played this song. Sometimes it snows in April. But then I saw on Twitter, Chris Rimmenschneider said the more appropriate Prince song that we should probably be playing these days is this one. Oh, yeah. You wrote this after Freddie Gate? Yeah, Freddie Gray in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So this goes out to you, Chris Rimmenschneider. I know you're a big oh, fan of Lori and Julia's show. That's and good. To, that's good. I was telling Julia about this song when we were listening were, to Welcome to America. Because I, I said, I, I don't know that I've heard Prince rap on a song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you guys. should check well, out guys, Baltimore. I mean, this song, yeah, he wrote this for Freddie Gray, who died what, in the back of a police, of like a police wagon in Baltimore because they didn't. You know, buckle them in and buckle them in, and they they drove all over the place, and he like broke. It was terrible. It was absolutely horrific. And so, this yeah. So Prince actually went out to Baltimore and did a like a free show. I yes, he did. Oh, I wish he was here. Oh, I know. That dead anniversary is coming up too, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, Yeah, I I you think about that, Mm -hmm. but that is a that is a powerful song yeah baltimore it's on you can find it on spotify it's on an album called hit and run phase two mm-hmm. all right thanks rocco mm-hmm. thanks chris okay so uh yesterday the talk came back the talk came back and uh are uh cbs is ready to take advantage of the fact that people know that what that the talk is still on because that show had fallen yeah. so far off everybody's right. radar i think a lot of people watched yesterday a lot of people watched because we wanted to see how they were going to address everything with uh, Sharon Osbourne. And Sharon, um, yesterday uh-huh. on Twitter, Sharon Osbourne on Twitter, she posted um, the, a picture of a dancing bear scratching his back up and down on a telephone, telephone pole. It was on Insta. Mm-hmm. Both Insta and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And she did it about for about 15 minutes uh before the talk went on the mm-hmm. air, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the confetti, uh, like celebration, um, uh, whatever emoji. Yes, that's okay. what it said. You know, yes. like she's just oh, she's just loving it. And I just thought this is how petty Sharon is. I would have advised her. To just completely ignore it, but she still that that salty little Karen talk show host still thinks she was in the right, and by posting that, I mean she still doesn't listen to anything anybody has said. 
Yeah. Because I actually, you know, both of us watched the talk last night because it, it aired, you know, over here. And it's they one. they had yeah. a, a great conversation and it was led by Dr. Donald E. Grant, who is an expert on diversity, equality, inclusion and justice. And I thought their conversation was really um it was good. It was it was it was meaningful. They talked about the pain having two black women have Sharon Osborne sit there with them and tell them, you know, one of the black women, Cheryl Underwood, don't cry. And um, while they're talking about race and, and she's defending Piers Morgan and what he said about Meghan Markle doesn't matter because she's not that black. I mean, just all these horrible things that Sharon Osborne was doing that day. But what stuck with me, because I really like this new person, this oh, Elaine um, Walter, Roth. Walter Roth. She was mm-hmm. so good. And she just said, you know, we as black women are forced not to react, not to get too angry, not to um, do anything outside of the lines. And so as they're sitting there listening to Sharon Osbourne be so outraged when when they're asking her, why are you defending this racist, racist man? Yeah. And she gaslights and disrespects him and uses her white tears to get out of any responsibility. And to me, that was, I thought, the most poignant point, what they talked about. And this is what I feel might have been the toxicity of Sharon Osbourne on the talk. And I'd never watch it. But based on that conversation yesterday was that Sharon Osbourne is a bully. Mm -hmm. She is a steam train just goes right it's my way or the highway Mm -hmm. and doesn't listen to you and so listening so sitting there during that conversation which was an important conversation when they were talking to her about Piers Morgan and being a black woman and being ignored and and not being heard and can never stop her because she's just derailing and derailing it I mean she could have just said I need to think about this you know let's stop this but not being ever heard Cheryl I mean Sharon and by just seeing this photo that she posted yesterday, and I didn't even go to her Twitter until today. today, but that she is unable to be humble or to learn from her behavior, which led her to being forced out of the show. But CBS tolerated her. She, I would agree. Holly Robinson Pete, uh, when she got let go from the view, she told everyone who would listen that, that uh, Sharon thought she was too ghetto to be on the show. She called Julie Chen, the CBS chairman's wife, all kinds of names. I mean, I don't Sarah know how Gilbert, I don't know how she got away with it for so long. Yeah. She got Marie Osmond fired because yeah. Marie knew more famous people than Sharon and is more liked in Hollywood. That is 100 percent my theory right. on that one. It has not been verified by Marie Osmond, but I do think it's true. And they always had to go to Sharon first. She weighed in on everything. Now, mm-hmm. she and Cheryl have been there the same amount of years. Right. They were both have been there 11 years. They're the longest running uh, thing. And I think it's a very all too common incident with, with someone who is white, who's being called out for doing racist crap. They gaslight disrespect and use their fake outrage to not talk about it, to avoid being confronted with the, The reality, it's just Didn't you maddening. think the conversation yes. yesterday was really good? It was really meaningful. And if people have an opportunity to watch it on YouTube or something, I thought it was a great color about uh, great about race, about color, about and it's, women. And about, it's interesting how all of this ties in together, you know, with everything that's happening everything in that's the country. Everything that's going on. And, and, and I, you know, Dr. Donald E. Grant, the um, gentleman that was kind of 
helping them through the conversation and the dialogue said he'd met with each of them individually and talked about it. And everyone just acknowledges it. Talking about race is not easy. Yeah. But it needs to be talked about. Yeah. And, and, and it's not aging well when you look back at that March March 10th episode and you see Sharon Osbourne rear back and say, don't try and cry because if anyone should be crying, it should be me. Yeah, it's not at all. And uh, it, it's not aging well. And I think... Um, a lot of people think that Sharon will bounce back from this, but this isn't the UK where public figures just, you know, uh, do horrible things, lose their job and come back with something else. I really feel that Sharon has crashed and burned her career because it's so exposed her and she still isn't owning up to anything. When I saw that bear today, I thought, oh gosh, do you have no humility? I just thought or shame or shame. Yep. All right. You know, it, that's really what that says. Okay, Sharon, that's fine if you don't have, you have zero Fs to give, but you know what you said in your apology to Cheryl, that you we've been co-workers and, and friends. friends for 11 years. Cheryl supported her through all the Aussie cheating yeah. crap. Cheryl uh, she Cheryl supported Sharon with her experimented gray hair and Not the third the face lifts and everything. Yeah. All of that. She was supportive of you. She supported Sharon Osborne during all that trouble when she if got you fired did this from to America's me and We had a tra- fight and you put like well, I'm having a meaningful conversation on the air and you're no longer here and you put up a dancing bear scratching his back with some music. Long. I would have thought you were giving me the big middle finger. That's what it is. Yep. That's so what it is. So, so there we go. So a uh, talk show Karen Sharon has hasn't learned a damn thing Mm-mm. about that. So um, anyway, I am glad they had a healing episode, and I bet they're all so happy she's gone. Oh, I would agree. She, I think, has been horrible I bet she for was a long to- time. Toxic. Yeah. Yep. All right. Listen, we'll be right back with random thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so here is the deal, people. Today is, now this just sounds so good to me. What? National Peach Cobbler Day. Mm. Peaches aren't ripe here yet, but boy, Mm. a cobbler sounds good. And Scrabble Day. And I want to give you a really good word for Scrabble if you want to win. Does that involve an X? It it, No, a Z. Okay. Okay, Okay, so I didn't know this. I'm not a Scrabble player, really. At all. Like, I can't spell. Can't imagine. Duh. I know. Lori's like looking was, at me. Duh. But yeah. I did buy it, and we played it with the kids. Um, Scrabble Junior. Right. Um, Quizify. Q-U-I-Z-Z-I-F-Y. Now, what is what would be the problem with doing that word in Scrabble? People yes. will misspell it, so it'll get challenged immediately. Okay. People won't believe it's a word, so okay. it'll get challenged. All right, give me another one. Rocco, do you know something? Mm-hmm. It's not a real word. It is a real word. Are there not enough Zs? That's it. Mm. Because in the Scrabble tablet universe, there's only one One Q. One Z. And one Z. I never knew that. I didn't really either. So you have to use a blank tile for the other Z. Mm -hmm. But if you put it on three bonus points, four bonus points, whatever, that could get you 450 points. That word. The funny thing is, if you play a lot of Scrabble, the key isn't like those big words like that. You need to know all these little two and three letter words that you can stick into corners. And then you can make three or four words going up and down and right and that's how you win is by knowing these all these words that you never okay do you know za z-a is it short for pizza yeah it Mm -hmm. works that's a scrabble word z-a so that would be a shortcut word and flapjack also has a ton of points Flapjack. (laughs) so those are just a little little scrabble Uh, a little scrabbly okay 
So guess who is Was sick? that something you got from the machine that no. the other shows didn't no. use today? I have found that I can't go to the machine anymore <laughs> because the machine is burnt out by the time our show goes on the air and it's starting to... Um, I'm identifying that I have more work to do finding different machines. Okay, Live Nation is so sick of not having concerts and they've been sitting on, you know, after making gazillions of dollars, after selling half a billion tickets a year pre-pandemic, you know, starting last March... They didn't sell any. Mm -hmm. So here is what they're going to do to take uh, charge. They are wiring more than 60 venues in a high-tech plan to bring concerts to everyone. And it's an ambitious project that they're just starting, and it's under the wings of Veeps, V-E-E-P-S. Do you know what I'm talking about, Rocco? V-E-E-P-S? Yep. Is that like a streaming? It it is a live streaming platform that was launched by Good Charlotte's Ben and Joel Madden in 2817, and they sold it to Live Nation for a lot of money. So what they're saying is um, with the flip of a switch, every artist in these venues can make a show a global event, which we already have seen through all the streaming things that is being done, but they're going to make specific events centers. Like they're starting with clubs. So they're figuring out like Pink could be performing somewhere but you could also watch Pink in a, the Fillmore in Minneapolis or First Avenue here, and mm-hmm. they will streamline and put in all the technology into all these clubs. So they're starting with, um, uh, what's the big place in L.A. that they're starting at? Some, the Wilturin Theater. It seats 1,800 people, but they're putting in all the technology, so they're mm-hmm. sick. We don't know what the combination of live events to streaming yeah, yeah. events is going to be. But if there's a big darn deal coming on and you live in a small town that doesn't get these concerts, you could go in Bozeman, Montana to a really cool venue and watch a major concert. Yeah, that was uh, who who knew that they were so ahead of it way back then on that. Benji and Joel Madden. That's why Cameron doesn't need to do it. He doesn't need to work. They sold Veeps. For a lot of money. They sold it for a lot of money. Good for them. Yeah. And actually that is, you know, that's why not? Because, yes, that's one of the things... Like your sister for live performances. I mean, they she's get seen three like concerts a year. Tom Petty, she's Dwight had John Yoakum. Mayer, Dwight Yoakam. I mean, it's yeah. very limited. Indigo Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very limited in these small towns. So if they wired them up. Like if the Stones were touring. Right. How yeah. fun to go listen to them at a cool venue. Not right. at home. No, you not know, at home. <laughs> but at a cool venue. Yeah. Um, okay, so if you're wondering who are the people that um, are really, really moved during the pandemic. Gen Z to baby boomers. Who do you think was the group of people that migrated the most? That moved, moved yeah. the like most? Permanently? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say it was baby boomers. No, no. they were the least. The okay. Gen Zers. Well, they moved home. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Fine. <laughs> Fine. But they they're also home. the ones that are willing to move anywhere during the yeah. pandemic because they haven't as much time in the workforce and aren't as used to working in a specific building or and or location. Yeah, okay. So... Like my son had just started his job and then ended up in the living room for a year. So he didn't have any idea what corporate America, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so 25% of them are willing to move anywhere now. Mm-hmm. 16% of millennials, 9% of Gen Xers, and 6% of boomers. So the boomers are staying. What about the Gen Jonesers? Where Lori, are the Gen Jonesers? Lori, <laughs> we are lumped with the boomers. But if you split the difference between 6 and 9%, Seven and a half percent. You can't have 30 years worth of people in one age demographic. It doesn't well, the work. Gen the X, Gen Jonesers are really, they. What are they doing? You just tell us because you're one of them. No, you just give us the It's insight. 59 to 69 is what they consider Gen Jones. The two people, Jones in between Gen X and but Baby But the Gen Boomer. X is another 80, 20 years. I know, too. I know. There's probably a middle and a midland one there, but I love I mean, I'm in the same category as my aunt and uncle who protested the Vietnam War and went to Woodstock and went, you know, I mean, they're like, they're, they're so much older. Yes. I we have no common childhood experience like, except for the, you know, the fact that her mom, you know, was my grandma, you know, <laughs> I mean, we like some same music, but, but our, our childhood and our teenage and high school years vastly different right all right what was the word that i told you that would make up all the 450 points on scrabble uh quizify or yeah yeah okay what was this the short one flapjack okay you guys did it thank you all right so i'm a a test it was just i'm just testing your memory today learning our ass asked me to ask you some repeated questions i'm taking cognitive behavior tests okay so here is the deal i know you don't love ice cream because it hurts your teeth one of the reasons, but I love a coated dairy, dairy queen, queen cone, butterscotch cone. That's with just, crunchies. I would die. No crunchies. Oh, I like the crunchies. No. Rocco, you're an ice cream guy. Yes. Okay, so Dairy Queen has released their summer schedule. Okay. For Is blizzards. blizzards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Girl Scout Thin Mints. Okay. Oh. Done. Just yeah. done. Oh, it's all already over. No, I'm just saying home run. Okay. Yeah. Because when you get an Oreo in the Shamrock Shake. Which is, you know, peppermint flavored with, with an Oreo. That doesn't work. But imagine having a mint cookie and a mint shake. Very nice. I mean, that one works. Brownie. I've got some thin mints at home if you need me to bring you in a serving, which is four cookies. Oh, that seems... I thought it was a sleeve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Nobody stops with four. Yeah, no. Nobody stops with four. Okay, Nestle drumstick with peanuts. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that one too because they get kind of soggy. That graham the, cracker thing. Yeah, it's like the cone. Yeah, it, yeah, I like that. Cotton candy blizzard. No. Mm-mm. Frosted animal cookie. Yes. This one works for me in yeah. a birthday cake batter. Mm. I'm thinking raspberry fudge bliss. No. No. Or brownie batter. Mm, not my. I don't thing, like but... chunks of dough. Except yeah, for I've you. gotten used to... Unless it's the love handle. <laughs> That's right. Oh, listen to this. Okay, so I just responded to Sharon Osbourne, her dancing bear, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Where did she, you respond to it? On Twitter. And I just wrote, 
talk show Sharon Karen to the end. I might have put a sigh in there. Just, oh, you know. Love it. I know. Anyway, so you I thought... show her. I'm going to... Yeah, she's going to read that. Yeah, I, yeah, whatever. But I just thought, you know, there were all these people's... Oh, Sharon will never watch the talk again. I saw that. Yeah. And so I thought, I'm going to look and see if Marie said anything. Well, we know she was too classy. She's too classy. But then I... Marie Osmond follows us. We could potentially DM her and ask her to spill the tea. Not that she, she would. She would never would. Although... She, you know that she's talked about it with Kiriana Naba. Yeah, I love Marie. Marie Osmond is doing um, ads right now for um, Weight what, Watchers. Yeah, she's been doing those for. They're not Weight Watchers or well, whoever Kira, it is. Uh, Jenny, Jenny Craig. Craig. She's been doing them forever. Yeah. Anyway, we love her, and Rocco just got a whole thrill all over again that she does follow us. Yeah, she's followed us since we went and interviewed her and Donnie at the Flamingo for the Christmas show that came to the Target Center. Several years ago. Right. Well, she just finished her final. Here's what Marie Osmond is doing. She is Broadway in the desert. Marie Osmond is going to be with the Southwest Symphony and the Oak Ridge Boys in Utah. So she's doing a show. It just makes me so mad. She could still be on the top. I know. You know, I love those ladies at The View. They don't even talk about the talk. That is, they don't, that is never a hot topic. And I thought it might have been because they're a talk show host. The talk basically emulated but, The View. But, and the topic about Pierce Morgan right. and Meg, Meghan Markle, it was a bigger conversation about it because, you know, um, the the thing that, that Sharon still never realized in her defense of Pierce Morgan is that is that to me um, the way Meghan Markle was gas lit by Pierce Morgan when they met exactly once in 2016 when she was doing promotions for Suits in London and she had drinks with him that is. Mm-hmm. And he has basically spent every day since she got married gaslighting Meghan Markle with tweets on his show, paying his father to read scripts, setting, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's done so many, he's smeared her so much and he's harassed her so much on the air and in social media and then tried to come over here and the U.S. and do the same thing. And the U.S. media was kind of like, the only one who had him on was Extra and Fox. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, no, Pierce Morgan, we see you for what you're doing. You're almost, I feel like Meghan Markle needs to take out a a, a, a restraining order against him. He's so nutso about her. Right. She's, because people are wondering, will she sue him? Right. I mean, she complained anyway, so I don't know what's going to happen with all that, but um, he's just, a, yeah. Anyway, okay, so you got to look at this photo. Okay. Um, someone, someone, Joya, here in this very office came up to us last week. I think you're in the ladies' room, and she's like, I know you girls know everything about the Royals. <laughs> she said, you have to tell me. Someone in this very office. Yeah. That is actually in the building. Yeah. Um, is Prince Harry really Prince Charles' son? And I said, this oh, is a this royal is... urban legend. My right. wife brings this one up a lot. Does she? Yeah. yeah. So the urban legend of it is because basically Charles and Diana, um, the last probably five years that they were married, maybe even seven years, they 
he had Camilla as yes. his main lover, but she also sought comfort in the arms of another James. man because her husband, she had a few different lovers. Yes, she did. While, while she was quote unquote married. Now this is, this is, uh, uh, this is status quo in the, um, you know, the royal family mm, yes. and the royal family to have Thanks lovers us. on the mm-hmm. side. Discreet. Everybody must be discreet. I mean, Philip had lovers way, way long ago. And as long as he was discreet, the queen looked the other way. We saw right. that one glimpse in the second season of The Crown when she was not too happy. The young queen about her Philip. Yes. Grazing in other Uh fields, as it were. So, (laughs) anyway, so, but the math for, for, yeah, the math for uh, James Hewitt, who's the redheaded stud that Diana Mm -hmm. had a some months affair at the Mm -hmm. horse stables, they were able to meet. Mm -hmm. Um, The people were like, oh, this is Harry's. Because Harry's a redhead. Because Harry's a redhead. But the, she isn't with him anywhere near the time of getting pregnant, ha- being pregnant, having the baby. Right. It was like way, I, I think it was way before him. So he is not. So uh, um, royal photographer Chris Jackson has like quite a collection of like Prince Philip memorabilia. And he uh, bought... Um, this copy of a cover photo, it was from 1957, um, Paris Match Magazine. Yes. And it's Prince uh, Philip is on the cover of the magazine. He's the Duke of Edinburgh, uh, mm-hmm. formerly, and he's wearing the tropical dress of the Blues and Royal, which is the white suit, a cavalry regiment of the British Army. Harry has also worn this. And so he posted it this weekend after going through these photos, and it's Prince Philip at the age of 36. And then side by side, a picture of Harry, and we've posted this on our website. Um, I mean, doppelgangers. Yeah, yeah. Absolute doppelgangers. And we've heard that before, that there's the redhead comes from... Prince Philip on that side of the family, yes, but I yes, don't think yes. we've seen. But the, I know photo. people who've had a redhead just random in yeah, family yeah, yeah. too. That doesn't even look. You're like, where did that? But come people from? wanted to yes. make it make have that be that scandal right. that that. But he Charles uh, is definitely Prince uh, Harry's father, and um, um, anyway, if they could have found a picture of Harry in that uh, the whites. Like Philip, but they look so much alike. The even the teeth, the little yes. bit of a gap. Yes, they do look a lot alike. And Prince Philip is very gingery, like many a blonde man will mm-hmm. have a ginger nap. Oh, Rocco, who is she? A ginger now nap. and she's not going to now. Or she's, a ginger she, minge, to be very uh, British. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's going to go off on this now. I feel I'm worried about their ginger pubic hairs coming yeah, up next. That's right. Right. Minge. Yeah. Minge. Is that what minge means? Pubic hair? It might actually be slang for something that you're not supposed to say. Is that the lady? <laughs> yeah, it's the lady bits. The lady yeah. fringe? Yeah. The lady, yeah. The lady oh, bits. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so take a look I at that it, photo. Yeah. And if you yeah. have any, any doubt. doubts when you look at that photo. Call Lori tomorrow because we'll be talking about the royals at the same yeah. time. But you <laughs> have no doubt. Us. You cannot deny the resemblance you can't you can't i would agree with that 100 percent. and the bbc reported on the bbc today citing a story from the sun whoa i know that yes. just sounds so weird because the sun is a tabloid um 
I need information hygiene just saying that out loud. But the BBC, the Sun reported mm-hmm. on this, and because it was true, the BBC did have to confirm that they received 100,000 complaints. 100,000. Now, Meghan Markle and the Good Morning Britain, when Pierce Morgan said he didn't believe anything. That was anything, like 450,000, wasn't it? No, it was like 40,000. Mm-hmm. Okay, 40,000. I like my number. Yeah, I know. I like, I like to go bigger. Okay, 40,000. Forty thousand. Okay. So a hundred thousand complaints from member of the coverage over the Duke of Edinburgh's death because they interrupted all programming basically all <laughs> weekend and people were missing like, their, their shows, their sporting events, their uh, East Enders, yes. Master Chef, um football. They it was the number of complaints were the most in BBC. History, okay, almost doubling, which the previous broadcasts that were complained about the broadcast of Jerry Springer, the opera. Okay, that's aired. hysterical. Okay, that's hysterical. That got 63,000 okay. complaints that aired on the BBC. Russell Brand's prank phone call to an actor that was broadcast okay. that got like 42,000 complaints. <laughs> but the BBC coverage of Prince Philip received more complaints than Jerry Springer and a Russell Brand crank call. And basically, they just didn't want to watch the wall-to-wall No, uh, co- coverage. you want a break. But, but putting aside the fact that it's insensitive to be bitching about somebody who had a hundred-year life, right. okay, in the history, the British royal family better uh, pay attention to this after everything is over with, you know, burying Prince Philip and going through all of that because... What that says, and the one thing that Prince Philip, the one thing he understood better than anybody, was that the royal family needs the British public to yes. idolize, adulate, look up to, and don't give them too much. They they're the monarchy. He Without the public, very, he we cared, can't be the monarchy. He cared very much about the monarchy continuity and yeah. everything continuing, and he would expect them to do whatever to make sure it sticks around. Charles burnout. and Prince Balderrama need to pay attention. That's to William. This. That's William. I'm going to do Hollywood speak Balderrama. <laughs> Balderrama, but they they need to, um, uh, you know, and the British feel very strongly about the Queen. Yes, and they, they feel do. They like they love Harry. They like William. They uh, about Charles. They think uh, Andrew is just absolutely nasty. They like and but. The issue for the British family is that is kind of a thing that they're going to need to take a look at because the one good chance that they had to keep everything going on the up and up, mm-hmm. if old, uh, you know, Prince Balderrama couldn't have been jealous. I wonder how many people are calling us right now. And no one is calling. We're not asking anyone to call. But what I'm saying, rev- relevance is always a royal preoccupation. And it has Prince William has blown it and so is Charles and if I were them I would be begging Harry to reconsider some of the stuff that they tried to slam down his throat about having yes. his life or not yes it really it, because they're they're agree, clueless Lori, I'm with you they're really clueless I'm with you honey and now the queen is going to have to suffer one of these uh, senior royals at every single appearance she does Everyone is so nervous. You're so funny. Oh, geez. I'm worried about Elizabeth not having her rock, her Philip. Okay, are you done? Uh, for today. Oh, gosh. <laughs>
the complaints we're getting? No, Julia, I'm telling you, I that is it. huge. No, that I believe it. Somebody, I, a man in a gray suit somewhere better pay attention to that. <laughs> the gray suit with the Sunday coat with the top hat. <laughs> pay attention. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, we're going to Hollywood speak. We're going to Hollywood speak a lot. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? Julia, co-host Elaine Welteroth yesterday on the talk, uh, did say this. Um, I just want to take this opportunity to say that there's been a lot of false narratives about the media that we were co-conspirators in attacking someone. She didn't even name Sharon. Yes, I did. Attacking someone. I just want to take this opportunity to say this is absolutely categorically false and unfair. I heard her say that. Yeah, strong. There's no speaking between the lines there. She's just saying um, well, Sharon was... And, but doesn't name Sharon. Yep. Doesn't name Sharon well, that's even better. In, in attacking someone. It yeah. really kind of is by by not even naming the person. Just, right. It's like CBS saying categorically false, fake, or untrue about Sharon Osbourne getting a huge payout. Mm-hmm. They named her, though. Oh, boy. When is the juicy book going to be written about CBS? Where's Sarah Gilbert? Sarah Gilbert, who started the talk. Well, she filled in. She came in. She's still an executive producer Is on that show. On that and show? she filled in because Carrie Ann Anaba, I don't know if she's got like chronic fatigue or she something. She something, right. She was home for like a month. Right. She wasn't even on the talk that day. No, I know. That's it what she said. It was Elaine, the new Amanda gal, Lutz. and Amanda Clutes, Cheryl Underwood, and Sharon yeah. Osbourne. So it wasn't, uh, Carrie wasn't even there. Poor Amanda Clutes. You know, she, well, she didn't have anything to say. I know, yesterday. but she just sits there like a pretty deer in the headlights, kind of. Well, yesterday <laughs> I, she did, and yesterday she said, I'm going to sit back and listen. So yeah, I yeah. respect no, her for I that. Guess, so we've only watched it once. Sorry. We no, I have. I've, I mean, I watched it, remember, after the whole thing. Yes. And, but they gave the thing to Amanda to read. She probably could read the um, the best. The best. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Just like a family, the talk is just like a family. And sometimes families have argument, and it was the most. Stilted, awkward, weird show. That was the day after they had the fight. Right, right. And I mean, you could see like heat waves of tension. I was riveted. I was like, I hadn't watched the talk in forever. So anyway, okay, Blue Lagoon star Christopher Atkins. Loved him, loved him. Well, Julia, he's single and ready to mingle. Maybe you're ready to hook up with him on the app Raya which is where the celebrities meet because he's looking for someone special who's up to having sex twice a day. They meet, they must be quote unquote, very sexual sex twice a day. If you have to have sex with somebody twice a day, very sexual, I think describes it. I would just say so too. Yeah. How old is he? He is 60. Hmm. And he said, uh, he said, as time goes by, of course, it's going to die down to maybe once a day. Oh, boy. Why is he giving this interview? I, I don't know. And what then, is he looking for a job? First of all, you know, when everything's fresh and new, you have a lot of it. And then, you know. Right. But why does he need to? Well, he just he's looking for a woman, but he doesn't want any drama. Obviously, I'm too old for that. So what I read in between the lines of that. He wants a 23 year old. No, no. What? If you have a 23 year old, you will have drama. Well, that's true. All right, OK, so... he at least is willing to go to 40s, maybe even <laughs> 50s. 
But I'm just saying that when a man says, I want no drama, and then they get together with someone in their 20s, they are looking for drama. You're if right. you really mm-hmm. mean it, you, and that is not a diss on 20 somethings, but they, you, a 20 something will think she could change you. Or uh, he or she thinks that they could change a person. So that's really the. That's really the downside of being in your 20s. You believe so much you can change another person in every fiber, fiber of your being, in, in many different levels. Who they are, what they are, what they, right. you know, you just have great power in your belief and what you realize uh, in your probably 30s. And you just get more certain of that every year. As, as you get older, you can't change anybody. That's true. You, you can, can only, only change, change yourself. You. So you will have the drama just because it's a. It's your, uh, that, that he optimism. Still, does he still look good? He does. And he wants a woman who will laugh and be spontaneous and open to his brand of craziness. That we're going to need clarification on. <laughs> okay. Is it a little army hammer situation? Or he's what a is- serial monogamist mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he's just looking for love. Remember, looking he stripped for down love, for Playboy no, magazine no, once no, way back in the day. Anyway, I he was think such a great actor in the Blue Lagoon. I haven't with seen Shields. him in anything. Endless Love. Yeah. Diana Ross and uh, Lana Ritchie. The song from Endless Love. Brooke Shields. My love. He was an unknown model when he was you cast in that me. and told that uh, he, he had to wear amazing. diapers. He, wore, he did wear diapers. Yeah, he did wear diapers in that movie. Um, I there I don't wasn't think, a lot of words that were used. I, I don't think that movie could get made today. Never. With it's the, so dirty, and they're so young, and they're like, grew up together, and yeah, having sex. Yeah, it 15, 13, mm-hmm. whatever they were. Uh, Wyatt Pike quits American Idol in shocking exit after making the top 12. He left for the sh- show for that old show-by-standby, quote-unquote, personal reasons. And they can't comment further. And Ryan wished him luck last night. So, so I wonder- he made it to the to the final twelve or something. Apparently, he wowed the judges, and he made it to the final twelve. He like was performed- he supposed to perform last night? Yeah, he and performed so- Sunday night. Kings of Leon oh. used somebody, and Love they were blown song. away. And, and he then- was supposed to be back last night. And Ryan just said, uh, "Before we get to the results, I have to tell you, finalist Wyatt Pike will not be competing in the competition. He had to drop out." But we wish him the very best. And the dropout was for personal reasons. I think he is a smart dude who can sing. And somehow maybe he's got a friend or a dad or somebody or a mom that's a lawyer. And they read that contract that he signed. And they wanted him out of the contract. Rocco, what do you think? I think people are getting wise to that contract that you sign. Yeah. Um. You you signed a contract to be on a game show. <laughs> it was truth. like seventeen pages long. I, I'm just saying that you know they were all on Sunday night. Like this kid, he was like, "Wow, this guy is really good." I don't. That's all. People I, are people are complaining about it online. Yeah, all I, I that's what I think. I think he's good, in, and he didn't want to. Like maybe somebody said, "Hey, kid, you're going to have to sell this many songs to buy yourself out of a contract." Yeah. All right. Because you're very locked into that that recording contract. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Okay. So uh, Tom Hiddleston covers the magazine called Empire Magazine. He is being called the the mischief maker. Okay. Oh, and in the trouble. interview, a little trouble and a little hiddles. In the interview, this is one thing that he said. 
is he said, there are some people who'd say I've danced far too much. Did you know what that means? Um, mm-hmm. That Dance. he goofs off too much? Julia. That he's goofed off too much? That he... He is still bruised by the tittle mess. Of the, Taylor? The Taylor Swift when they were called tittles. And, and the dancing. So and the t-shirt the t-shirt that he wore, on the 4th of July. And the whole puppiness of the promotional tour that he also was on. It, he burns more about that still than Taylor because well, he's and older. Then, uh, and he also had an acceptance speech that was unacceptable, if you remember. I think that's more right. burned him in the community of actors. Okay. Because that was so bad. Bad, yeah, it was. And he's that promoting was really Loki. really bad. Loki. All right, he shouldn't talk. Okay. He should talk. He should dance. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.